This is the Jesus Only Speaks the Truth podcast. My name is Dennis McGee Jr. Today is Monday, July 29th, 2019. It is 5.30 in the evening here in the Philadelphia, Pennsylvania area. This message entitled, God of Love, Part 3, Jesus is Kind. Okay, you know, it would, there's a there's a sad reality uh, that I that I think we need to acknowledge, and that is that not everybody knows Jesus, right? Not everybody knows him. Not everybody has experienced uh, that relationship yet, and that's some of us. Those the thing is, is once you get to know Jesus, once you experience his miracles and his mercy, you genuinely want other people to acknowledge, to experience that and then to be able to acknowledge that mercy and those miracles and i've i've said before you know it's listen there, there's no doubt that in situations we need to make sure when people are hungry and they're thirsty you know we, we need to be able to give them food and drink obviously right but i i really believe one of the nicest and kindest things we can do for anyone is to help them get to know Jesus. Because, see, Jesus can give everything. That's not to say, obviously, I'm not detracting from the fact that, yes, if someone's thirsty on a, on a, on a, on a physical nature, you give them a, a drink. And that's what our Lord would want you to do, would want me to do. But once they drink that drink and they're, then they're, their thirst is quenched, they're, that, okay, they're still going to be thirsty, is what I'm trying to say. Thirsty for happiness because the thing about this is if if one doesn't know jesus if if one doesn't have jesus in their heart in his or her heart something else will try to get into his that person's heart and that i assure you that something else will not be pleasant it will not be would not be good right so because if someone doesn't have jesus in their heart there's an emptiness the enemy would attack then it leaves you leaves one open for an attack from the enemy. Now you may have this may sound like a foreign language to you if you if you if you don't know Jesus or if you're if you've uh, never experienced spiritual attacks in any in any way shape or form. This would sound like uh, a foreign language. But for those of you who who know what I'm talking about, we have an obligation to help people get to know Jesus. So how does Jesus want us? To represent him. To what does our Lord want those of us who feel called to share our Lord's message? What does Jesus want? How does our, how does our Lord want us to represent him? Well, I'm going to do two readings right now. One is going to be from the Diary of Divine Mercy, where Jesus appears to St. Faustine in Poland from 1925 to 1938. The other one is going to be from a reading from uh, where Jesus appears to Sister Consolata during that same time frame, also on the continent of Europe, I believe in Italy. Now that book is entitled, Jesus Appeals to the World. Let me read this one from the Diary of Divine Mercy first. And I think once you hear this, you're going to know how Jesus wants you to represent him to those who don't know him. And I also assure you that when you hear this, you will be excited to share what Jesus wants that person to know or wants you to know about him. 
First reading from the Diary to Divine Mercy. So this is taken. Let's see. I, I, I try to give exact dates, as you know, if possible. Uh, let's see. We have... Oh, when was this? I'll tell you what. I don't have an exact date, but I'm gonna, it's 1934. Here's what I want you to hear. Remember, Jesus is teaching St. Faustina, and every word in this diary is for all of us. Jesus tells St. Faustina, Mankind will not have peace until it turns with trust to my mercy. Then Jesus goes on to say, Oh, how much I am hurt by a soul's distrust. Such a soul professes that I am holy and just, but does not believe that I am mercy and does not trust in my goodness. Even the devils glorify my justice, but do not believe in my goodness. My heart rejoices in this title of mercy. Amen. See, so many times, and, and I'm guilty of this too. I'm definitely, that's one of the reasons I, that our Lord was calling me to read this is because I've been guilty of this uh, even sometimes recently, where sometimes we get so consumed with the Lord's justice and his holiness that we forget that his greatest attribute is his mercy, his compassion, his love for us. And what happens is when we meditate upon the love and the mercy that Jesus has for us, when we believe in his goodness, it overwhelms the rest of everything. And the justice, it, it sort of falls in line and it sort of makes sense based on getting to know Jesus. And what I mean by that is, uh, I know that was probably a, a, an ambiguous, a, a very vague definition of what I'm referring to, but to be more specific, and I've talked about this before, but when you're filled with the love that Jesus has, when, when you're filled with Jesus in your heart, you want to do things and be obedient to Jesus, not simply out of fear of punishment, but because you love him, because you want to do it, because you're enthusiastic about what Jesus is asking you to do. Then Jesus goes on to say, proclaim that mercy is the greatest attribute of God. All the works of my hands are crowned with mercy. See, we have an obligation. Now, that doesn't mean that, that doesn't mean that, that it doesn't, this, this is the thing. This is where people go wrong. This does not give you or me or anyone a license to sin. What it gives us is the opportunity and the license to repent and ask Jesus for his mercy and trust in his mercy and have the belief that his mercy is, is greater than our sins. See, from a human perspective, sometimes we, 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 don't, we forget the fact that Jesus can read our heart. He knows our level of belief. He knows our level of trust. He, he understands everything about us. So as where maybe, you know, you could fool a human, you know, somebody, they, they say, oh, wow, you know, that person, uh, they, they're so sincere. They really believe what they're saying. You know, deep down, maybe that what you're saying is maybe not as you don't believe in what you're saying as much as you're pretending you believe it. The point is, is that Jesus knows the truth. He understands our hearts. So we have to truly believe in the mercy of Jesus. Now I want to hear, I want you to hear this too. This of course is taken from the book 
Jesus Appeals to the World, written by Father Lorenzo Salles, I believe it's pronounced, who is the spiritual director for Sister Consolata. This will just take a moment, but I assure you every word is worth, this is, this is really has great value. Jesus is talking to Sister Consolata, but I assure you this message is for you, me, and anyone who desires to hear this message. Jesus says, remember, Consolata, that I am kind. Do not distort this fact. You see, the world likes to represent sanctity by pictures of austerities, flagellations, chains. But it is not like that. If sacrifice and penance do enter into the life of a saint, they're not on that account the whole of this life. The saint or the soul who gives herself to me with generosity is the most fortunate being on earth. For I am kind, altogether kind. Never lose sight of the fact that the Jesus whom you behold dying on the cross at the end of his mortal career is the same Jesus who for 30 years shared the life which is common to all men in the bosom of his own family. And he is the same Jesus who all during his three years ministry sat down to table with men and joined in their banquets. And Jesus was holy, consolata, the holiest of all men. Therefore, do not misrepresent me in your need. But remember that Jesus is always kind to you. He is and ever will be parental tenderness itself until the very end of your life. I do love the fidelity with which you are keeping your promises. But I also love your confidence in my parental goodness. And it will please me if you will make exceptions when there is a real need for it. Remember and never forget, Jesus is kind. Do not misrepresent me. Amen. Jesus is kind. Do not misrepresent me. That's what Jesus is saying, of course. Now, the point of this is this. When we, if, as I, as I stated, there's a sad reality that there's a lot of people out there that don't know Jesus, which explains the confusion of the world we live in. It explains the unhappiness. It explains the divorce rate. It explains, I keep hearing, I'm listening to the radio, this uh, ridiculous off-the-charts uh, murder rate in the city of Baltimore. I mean, Jesus is the answer. You know, I've been, I've been accused before of oversimplification. But see, there's a reality here. When one gets to know Jesus, when you get to know Jesus, when I get to know Jesus, we become better people. We become happier. We become, things become more clear. The lies are dispersed. Jesus consoles us. He teaches us. He guides us. He, he literally makes us happy. I mean, I don't know for sure, and I, I don't mean this to sound sarcastic. I, I but I, I really, but I, but I say it with sincerity. I don't know if it's possible for a happy person to commit a murder. I mean, I, I you, you understand what I'm trying to say here is that if someone's happy, I, and I, I also would think that if, if on the same token, if a couple's happy, I wouldn't think they would get divorced. If 
my point is, is, is Jesus makes us happy. That's the simple way to say it. Jesus is kind. So why don't we do this? Why don't we, why don't we wrap up this podcast right now with a prayer? I would ask that if you're in a position to join me, I would, that would be wonderful. We'll begin with the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord Jesus, in your holy name, we ask that you would bless each one of us with your divine mercy and your divine generosity, and that you would allow your mercy, your kindness, and your compassion to overwhelm us. We ask, Lord Jesus, that you would help us to get to know you better, to believe in your kindness. And we thank you for being so kind and so generous. We thank you for being love and mercy itself. Thank you for the sacrifice you performed on the cross to save us, to allow your bloodshed to be the price of our redemption, to cause miracles. Lord Jesus, humbly we do ask that you would be generous towards us in every way possible and at every moment of our lives. We humbly make this prayer, Lord Jesus, in your holy name. Amen. Jesus, Mary, I love you. Save souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks be to God. Amen. Well, thank you for listening. I really, I do appreciate all the support. I appreciate the... uh, uh, the sharing and the liking on the Facebook page. I want to share with you this really quickly. I'm very excited about this. I had mentioned a few years ago that with some songs that I had written, and I sung them on the podcast knowing full well, you know, I, I know I don't have a great voice, but I sung them so that you would know how the songs would go because part of the writing was not only the words but the melodies. And uh, our Lord has has brought someone into our lives who's a professional singer, and that person has agreed to uh, move forward and professionally sing those songs that I put on the podcast a few years ago. So I really look forward to uh, sharing with you the released songs that are designed specifically to worship God and to help all of us get to know Jesus better on our journey towards happiness. My name is Dennis McGee Jr. I want to thank you for listening to the Jesus Only Speaks the Truth podcast.